Hello everyone. Welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season three and episode three. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. It is in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse three, where the Lord speaks to the prophet while he's in prison. He says to him, call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing, not only behind the scenes, but in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have had various challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ in our lives. Today, I want to continue my discussion I began last week on faith. Last week, I said, without faith, there is no future. And today, I want to expand on that whole topic and talk about the importance of faith and how it can guide us even today as it did years and years and years ago through the children of Israel. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, we hear of the Lord speaking to Moses and telling him to speak to the children of Israel and telling him to lead them out of their captivity. And while he's leading them out of their captivity, we hear that there is a uh, king, the Pharaoh, who in fact, he allows them to go, but God knew that, that they would go because it was that last plague that um, incited Pharaoh to tell them to leave. But his heart was hardened and he went after them. That's found in the book of Exodus chapter 14 and read 1 through 15 so you can get more information. Then in the book of Joshua chapter 3, we have Joshua, a new leader um, that God has raised up. And in that new leader, we find that God tells him, just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. And he's telling them now as they're getting ready to cross over into the promised land, He's giving them instruction of how that's supposed to happen. And so I thought I'd talk about faith today, about faith in the middle. And faith in the middle, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with that in just a few minutes. When I talked about without faith, there is no future, I told you there's a difference between belief and faith. I gave you what I considered a great example of belief versus faith that I had heard from a pastor. And it's an analogy of an airplane. She said, you know, airplanes take off every day all around the world. People fasten their seatbelts and let a complete stranger take them 32,000 feet in the air. You also know that the vast majority survive. With your feet on the ground, you say, I believe I would survive if I flew in an airplane. Well, here's the, that analogy. Let's explain it a little better, or not better, but let's, let's expi- expand on it. If faith is something you believe to be true, that you mentally accept it as true, but if you don't get on that airplane, if we use this example, or act on what you believe, then that's just believing it. It doesn't demonstrate anything. However, faith will get you on the plane because of what you accept is true and proof of your faith is when all that you believe comes true. In other words, you get on that plane, you fasten your seatbelt, you embark, you disembark, you embark and then you disembark and you land safely at your destination. So I wanna continue to talk to you about faith today as it's crucial to your ongoing walk with God and. The story of the children of Israel is a great example of the importance of increasing your faith. Most of you are familiar with the story of the children of Israel crossing the Red Sea. Some of you remember Charlton Heston and the Ten Commandments and all of that, um, all of that part of that story about the children of Israel and their journey. The children of Israel were delivered by the hand of God through several plagues and God sent Moses to lead them from a life of bondage to a life of freedom. 
Now, while God sent many plagues, it was the last plague that they were able to obtain their release from Egypt. They were delivered after that plague, as they that last plague where the blood of a spotless lamb was painted on the doorpost. And when the deaf angel saw the blood, he would pass over them. God guided the Israelites by a pillar of a cloud in the day and a pillar of fire by night. They were traveling in the will of God, but as they were leaving, trouble came. Listen to what it's saying now, what I'm saying. They were in the will of God, but trouble came. The Egyptians were pursuing them. Pharaoh decided he wasn't going to let them go. You could only imagine how they were feeling. They finally had their prayers answered, bearing in mind they had been praying over 400 years for relief, for deliverance, and now they are seemingly between a rock and a hard place, or should I say, between the Egyptians and the Red Sea. Both of them suggest not a good outcome. Just because God had released them or given them freedom and released them from the hands of the Egyptians, it did not mean that they weren't going to face trouble. Fear set in. There are a lot of emotions that present itself out of fear, and one of those emotions is depression. It's seen clearly here in chapter 14 in verses 10 through um, 12. He says, Pharaoh drew near and the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They were used to Pharaoh and they were used to how he had oppressed them. So they had developed a habit to fear. They had prayed, but now they're pouting and they wanted and they did. They started complaining, but they weren't complaining to God. Look at it. They were they complaining to Moses. When they say, why have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Did they forget that it was by God's hand that they had been brought out of captivity? They had lost their sight, forgot the sufferings and the pain that they had endured. And they were willing to go back to slavery, to the familiar, than to trust God for what he had waiting for them. It brought bitterness and they began to focus on their problems. How can and how did they so quickly forget the promise of God? Moses responded to the people with, fear not. Now, God often tells us to fear not and to stand still, which is the opposite of what they wanted to do. I, wanted to, I want to assert here, fear could mean you're headed in the right direction, that you're inching, inching closer to success. Their faith was now about to be tested. It was going to be challenged. It reminds me of the scripture found in Psalm 46, 10 through 11a. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. Faith is the opposite of fear. I know you've heard it before and it sounds like a bro broken record, but it's worth repeating. Faith is the opposite of fear. Fear says run, but God says stand still. What were they standing still for? To see the salvation, the deliverance of the Lord. God was about to show them something. When God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, he's saying, I got this. Relax. Put your hands down. Their eyes needed to be opened. They needed to see with eyes of faith. 
faith sees what is unseen. God was showing them that he could do, he was showing them what he could do and what they could do if they trust him. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, he says, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, that means only for a short while, but the things that are unseen are eternal. It is when they believe in the unseen God that they are able to move forward. So going forward seemed like a contradiction. And it's interesting. First, God says, stand still. But then he says, go forward. We can't move forward until we stand still. Trusting God, they could now move ahead. So that's standing still. That's standing still in the confidence of what God has done, has shown them, and what he's about to do. As they stood still, they saw the mighty hand of God do what no man could do. In Hebrews eleven twenty nine, 29, we hear, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, they were drowned. That same cloud that led the Israelites confused their enemies. When Moses lifted his rod, the wind obeyed. A strong east wind divided the waters and the people walked through on dry land. Moses demonstrates or shows us what we can do when we listen and obey the Lord. It was after they crossed the Red Sea out of imminent danger, that's when they entered the desert. God was bringing the children of Israelites out of bondage and into freedom. That is what the Red Sea and the Jordan represent. But before they were able to walk in freedom, they were going to have to walk by faith. The desert was a place where they learned about God's ways as when he gave them his commandments and his laws. The desert was also a place where the children of Israel learned to trust God for their needs. And while they were following him, they learned to walk in his ways, in his ways. God's provision of manna was a great lesson for the children of Israel. It was in the desert that they lingered until unbelief died off. And then God raised up another leader, Joshua, the one who believed God from the very beginning, the one who saw what the other spies saw, but also saw what they couldn't see. Joshua was able to see the invisible God, and he also was able to see what he was able to do. But it took 40 years for them to get there. They are now at a pivotal moment. They are at the Jordan River, a moment where they are ready to receive the promise of God and to see God's power manifested. If you believe that the crossing of the Red Sea has significance for the children of Israel, that reaching the Jordan was a pivotal moment, you would have to believe that it is equally significant for us as Christians. From the Red Sea to the Jordan, the children of Israel were going to have to do something. First, they were going to have to trust God. Next, they were going to have to believe that he could do what he said he would do. They were going to have to faithfully do what they were instructed to do, and they were going to have to be obedient and to follow the will of God. It was their lack of faith that delayed the promise. It was time spent in the desert that was going to increase their faith, and it was obedience that was going to march them into the promised land. Without faith, brothers and sisters, there is no future. We are not dissimilar to the children of Israel. When you were born again, you were delivered from the bondage of sin. Yes, we were captives to sin, but God placed you on a road to freedom. And now you're on a journey to the promised land. But we haven't got there yet. When I was born again, I remember that day. 
I remember the relationship that was being developed. It felt like a honeymoon, just like God demonstrates his power to the children of Israel through miraculous signs. He's done some remarkable things in your life, I believe, but he's done, and he's also done some remarkable things in my life. Heal, being healed from sickness, saw impossible situations made possible, saw obstacles that were etched in stone removed. You know, I just fell in love and I realized God was inviting me into that relationship. Because you see, when you truly fall in love, when you truly love someone, you can withstand the middle. It is what will sustain you when tough times come and they will come. We've had some tough times, children, sisters, brothers, but God is still operating. And if you stand still and trust him, he'll take you through it. God's saying right now, relax. I got this. Yes, you've lost some loved ones. Yes, you've suffered sickness. Yes, you may have suffered from financial ruin. Yes, you may be in the midst of a battle right now. Yes, you've gone through some difficult times, but God says, relax, stand still. I got this. And that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. No sickness, no disease, no heartbreak, no plague, not COVID. No situation is going to thwart the power of God. We too need deliverance from sin. We need to leave Egypt. It took Jesus's death to deliver us, to walk us into the freedom that's found in Christ. Now we're in the middle passage. That's that space where we look for the Lord's promise, his return to redeem us that we would not experience death or suffering anymore, that we would have life, a life filled with hope and promise from a savior who is Christ the Lord. Ask yourself, do I have faith to be obedient, to follow the will of God, or am I wandering in the wilderness because of my fear to step out in the water of the Jordan to the promised land? God has already delivered you from the snare of Satan, and yet you haven't or aren't trusting him to move you to the place of promise, a place that he has for you, the place for you to prosper and have success. Are you too busy looking to the things that are seen versus the things that are unseen? Yes, there will be times he will tell you to trust him and to just keep moving. God will not often show you from the end from the beginning, but what he does, he invites you to go to the end of the book. Because if you go to the end of the book, you're going to find that we're going to win. There will be times he will tell you to trust him and just to keep moving. God has been faithful to us and all he asks of us in return is to trust him, that he will bring us to a land flowing with milk and honey, that land where there is no more sickness and no more death, no more disease, no more death, no more suffering, a place where every day is Sunday and Sabbath does not end. It's time to cross the Jordan, to cross over to the place that God has prepared for us, to a place of freedom that comes after a season of adversity and waiting, a turning point and a way to a life in Christ, a life of freedom from oppression, freedom from deliverance and breakthrough. A life of Christ is a life of peace, and that's the life he's called us to have in him. And we can have peace, a peace that just surpasses all our ability to understand. From the Red Sea to the Jordan, faith grows in the middle. Sisters and brothers, I pray that your faith will increase every day, that we will learn and that you will learn that God is faithful, that we can trust him, that even when we can't see where he's taking us, we know it's a good land. It's a land where we will never tire. 
It's a land that we will never grow old where all God's people will be equal and as one. Until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you. And be sure to see the sunrise, to see Christ in your everyday situations.